welcome back to Spanish Answers. We're on episode 19, which today is all about fall. I know, if you can't tell, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, I have my new fall mug. It's a pumpkin. I can't remember if I told you this on this podcast or if it was on this uh, Respuestas Inglesas. But basically, it's a pumpkin with a green leafy handle, and I love it so much because pumpkin is one of my favoriteest things ever which is why I'm so excited about fall and to talk about fall today and to share some key vocabulary with you because fall is amazing and it's here. We've, we've officially hit it. I think it was, what, September 23rd? We can officially celebrate fall and hope that the ridiculously hot days of summer are behind us. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started with some key vocabulary. So obviously we should start with fall, el otoño. Fall, el otoño, so that's O-T-O, and with an umlaut, that little squiggly line, and then O. And then, of course, everyone's favorite part about fall is the changing of the leaves, or watching the leaves change colors. So, las hojas cambian de color. Las hojas, the leaves, cambian, change, de color, their color. Cambian de color. So, because I live out here in Colorado... One of the things that we love to do is to go watch the changing of the leaves in the mountains. And you can, some years, you'll drive through and you'll catch it just right and it's just gorgeous. Other years, I mean, it's the mountains, so you never know. You might miss it completely or be way too early. But that's always a fun thing to do. And then pumpkin, as I've already stated, my favorite, is la calabaza. La calabaza. Now, if you were to say something has pumpkin in it, like we say pumpkin bread... You would say de calabaza. So pan de calabaza, pumpkin bread. Or pumpkin seeds, semilla de calabaza, etc., etc. Uh, pumpkin pie, my personal favorite dessert of fall. El pastel de calabaza. El pastel de calabaza. Now, just a caveat here. I was watching the Netflix series Final Table, and I noticed that they use calabaza for a wide variety of pumpkins. And at first I was very, uh, not pumpkins, but it looked like a wide variety of squash. And then I realized that we do the same thing here in the U.S. If you go to Safeway, there are a wide variety of vegetables that we call pumpkin. But what everyone always thinks about, at least here, is the pumpkin you carve for Halloween. So calabaza is a pretty versatile vegetable, but generally just like in English with pumpkin, through context you can tell what you're like which specific vegetable you're aiming for. Then there's apple pie, which is a close favorite, close second favorite compared to pumpkin pie, and that's el pastel de manzana. El pastel de manzana. Of course, the favorite fall drink, apple cider, la sidra de manzana, or if you're in Spain, la bebida de manzana. And then Jack Frost is something we say here a lot in, in English, but in Spain it doesn't really exist. They don't really have that character, that mythical character that you can blame for frost. So they call it una helada. It's more of a frosty weather. Una helada. So here's an example sentence that I pulled from wordreference.com. Jack Frost had called during the night, and there was ice on the windows. Hubo una helada durante la noche y había hielo en las ventanas. So Jack Frost had called during the night and there was ice on the windows. Hubo una helada durante la noche y había hielo en las ventanas. So, una helada. But if you're just talking about normal frost and not really frosty weather, 
then it's la escarcha. So like what you would find on your car, for example. Okay, Halloween. Obviously, this is an important celebration for uh, Americans. So noche de brujas or vispera de todos los santos. And if you're in Mexico, that's what they'd call it. But I love that you can call Halloween also Halloween, obviously, if you're using the anglicized word. Or, um, I mean, noche de brujas. So literally, which is night, which I kind of love and also creeps me out just a little bit. But if you want to talk about wearing a Halloween costume, it's un disfraz de Halloween or un disfraz de noche de brujas. Then, of course, the other even more important holiday is Thanksgiving. So el día de acción de gracias. El día de acción de gracias. So the act of giving thanks is el agradecimiento. El agradecimiento. Or if you are giving thanks to God, it would be, it's a una acción de gracias. Una acción de gracias. So if you're in your, you know, your church service and everyone starts giving thanks to God, you would say that they were giving una acción de gracias or doing una acción de gracias. Okay. And of course, followed right after Thanksgiving is Black Friday, El Viernes Negro, where you can find all sorts of deals and bargains, also known as Las Gangas. <laughs> Las Gangas. That's just such a fun word. Okay. Going back a little bit to the food thing, because why not? Whipped cream. You can't have pumpkin pie without whipped cream. La crema batida or la nata montada. It can be one or the other depending on which country or region you're from. So la crema batida and la nata montada. And then cinnamon, la canela, cinnamon, la canela, and nutmeg, la nuez moscada, la nuez moscada. Two very important spices for the fall season. And of course, as the weather gets a little bit colder, you're going to want to wear sweaters. So, un sweater, un sweater, but of course, sweater actually has many different words you can use, many different pronunciations. Uh, there's un jersey, or un jersey, and that's Spain, un pull, pullover, un pullover, and then una chompa, which is Latin American, I think, una chompa. Okay, you also might want a light jacket, so una chaqueta una chaqueta, but you also might call it una chamarra, una chamarra, or una campera, una campera, and that one is if you're in Argentina. All right, so let's also talk about some cool fall festivals that happen in Spain, because if you're going to celebrate fall, you should also talk about some of the celebrations of fall. The first one on our list is La Asuncion de la Virgen, La Asuncion de la Virgen. And basically what that is, is it's Mary's Assumption or Mary's Ascension. So this happens on August 15th and it's a religious holiday that is celebrated with parades, music, all sorts of things. It's really a celebration of the Catholic teaching that Mary, the mother of Jesus, ascended into heaven instead of experiencing a normal death and bodily decay on earth. While the holiday has been around for quite some time, Spain really only began celebrating it in the 1700s. So, I mean, it's still been celebrated for quite some time. Technically, some of the celebrations begin on August 11th, and then they kind of culminate on August 15th in a big street party in Madrid. 
and the whole country celebrates, like I said, with parades, music, dancing, fairs, and other types of family fun. I've attached some YouTube video links that I found in the program show notes. One of them shows everyone with fans in the audience as they're eagerly watching the, it's not really a play, but the act, I don't know, as they eagerly watch the festivities, we'll say. They've all got fans. This is an extremely Spanish thing to do, and I love it. My teacher in Spain actually had a fan, and she would bring it to every class period, and she had like a fancy little carrier for it, and she'd just pull it out, and she had multiple different colors, like ones to match her each outfit. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I actually have a few fans myself because I love the idea of walking around when it's really hot and just flipping your fan out and then fanning yourself to cool down. It actually works really, really well and you feel really fancy. I love fans. I love this whole Spanish custom. Um, moving on. Next holiday. Fiesta Nacional de España. Fiesta Nacional de España. So this is a national holiday of Spain or it's also called Dia de la Hispanidad, Hispanic Day, and it celebrates Christopher Columbus arriving in the Bahamas on October 12th, 1492. You know the poem. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. So that's basically what this whole thing is about. I realize that here in America, in the past decade or so, Christopher Columbus has become a bit of a hot topic. I don't know how much studying you've done on him. I haven't done a ton, but I was listening to a podcast where... I discovered a site called wallbuilders.com, and this guy has done an amazing amount of research into American history, including Christopher Columbus. And let me tell you, I was quite shocked to find out that a lot of negative things I'd been hearing about Christopher Columbus and believing were actually false. So I've included a link to a helpful article from wallbuilders that may help you with learning more about who Christopher Columbus actually was, but basically, while many good and bad events came from the new and old words colliding, I think we should take into account the historical context and we should definitely celebrate the amazing accomplishment of sailing across the sea to a new world that they didn't even know existed. So definitely am all for celebrating that part at least. And um, the more I learn about him, the more I think, you know what, he's probably actually is a pretty decent human being. Again, haven't finished all of my research, but uh, from what I have found, I've been pretty surprised. So, anyway, don't send me hate mail, but because of the National Day of Spain also coinciding with this, uh, with their Armed Forces Day, they also have some celebrations there. So, like, King Felipe and the Prime Minister Mariano Rajoy, Rajoy, not entirely sure how you pronounce that, but they lead a military parade together, lead a military parade together, and this is after the king observes the raising of the Spanish national flag in Madrid. And one thing of special note is the Spanish Air Force Patrulla Aguila, which is the acrobatics team. So kind of like how out here in Colorado we have the Air Force, I think it's the Thunderbirds. Um, they'll fly around and they do some pretty cool stuff. Spain has their own force, the Patrulla Aguila, and they also do some cool acrobatics for the celebration. But basically... The whole holiday is really similar to USA's Labor Day. It's really mainly just a chance for a long weekend and to kind of just take a day and remember things. And then you've got Todos los Santos. Todos los Santos. And this is All Saints Day. So um, it happens on November 1st. Sorry, I should probably clarify. Fiesta Nacional de España happens on October 12th. Todos los Santos happens on November 1st. 
and basically Spaniards return to their native towns to lay flowers on their relatives' graves. It's a really sweet but sad holiday. It's kind of like our Memorial Day, but definitely more so. It's very solemn, it's full of emotions, and it's full of remembrance. And unlike here in the U.S. where, you know, it might be hit or miss whether you do celebrate it or whether you do go to a cemetery, it seems like it's pretty important for Spaniards to go and visit their family's graves. So you'll have mass held in cemeteries. Uh, there's also traditional foods that are eaten. So in the first video link in the program show notes for All Saints Day, there are some great images for the food that kind of show you what I'm talking about. But they eat castañas, which are chestnuts. They'll eat buñuelos de viento. They'll eat los huesos de santo y los panellets. panellets. So if you want to know what those look like, go ahead and check that video out. All right, and that is all for today. I hope this has been very informative, but obviously if you have questions on this or other topics that you'd like me to discuss, please send them to me at contact at languageanswers.com. That's contact at languageanswers.com. If you would like to never miss another episode, please subscribe either on YouTube or SoundCloud or Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, really wherever you're getting this podcast from. Go ahead and subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review or hit like on YouTube. This episode is produced by Language Answers Limited at www.languageanswers.com. I'm a translator, podcaster, and editor. So thank you again for listening or for watching. You are definitely a motivating factor for me to continue to do these every week. So I really do appreciate it. All right. Well, I hope that this episode has been enjoyable for you. You've learned some cool vocab. You've learned some interesting facts about Spain. And if you look at any of the show note episodes or show notes, program notes, excuse me, if you look at any of those and you see some of those YouTube videos, you'll also get to hear some of the, uh, the Spanish accent, the Castilian accent. I love Spain's accent when it comes to speaking Spanish. It's just I absolutely adore it. So I hope you enjoy that as well. If not, if you haven't heard it or you're not sure what I'm talking about, click on the videos because you'll, you'll, you'll see it. You'll recognize it um, pretty quick. All right. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your two weeks and we'll see you then. All right. Hasta luego.